0: Hello everyone! Welcome to the Italian Grand Prix podcast. We back again in the it? shed. It's not a shed. Good cupboard. <laughs> cupboard <laughs> may, and well may as well, well be. That's where we'll be next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> uh, please, I'd, I, we actually have to do it now. Just like every kind of like downstairs toilet. You know, Can we get people to name the that. cupboard? Yes. Um, I mean, it's just sure. Name the cupboard in the comments below right now. <laughs> what this room should be called?
1: Or tweet us. If or listening. tweet us,
0: or Instagram us, or SoundCloud wow. us, if that's a thing. Cool. I'm Matt. I'm Tommy. I'm Jess. And we back again, aren't we? Hell yeah. We're ready yeah. to talk about the Italian Grand Prix, which was actually lit! But before we get into that, uh, we, have a, we had a competition last time out in our last podcast uh, to, for someone to use their hashtag yas moment. Uh, we have the winner. We will be announcing that later on in the show, where they get to go to Abu Dhabi and have fun pretty sweet prize. pretty sweet and you may well see us out there who knows anyway let's move on to the beginning of the race or not beginning of the race the three word race reviews jess i have a three word race review from you and you actually have prepared i have so there's no hesitation it's straight into your three words
1: no i feel there's a lot (laughs) of pressure to say it
0: oh look look straight down the camera (laughs) I i
1: can't no i won't I'm going to look anywhere, but the camera...
2: Oh, Ali's Ali's got the Zoom going on.
1: (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) Ali. Thanks very much. So, um, yeah, my three-word race review is, give me more. (laughs) Please elaborate. (laughs) As in, I I want more races like Monza um, 2018. I thought that just... It was just a freaking awesome race. The whole weekend was amazing. I mean you know pra- practice was practice i mean it, it was rainy and fp1 which is always interesting to see because then it means that they then don't have as much testing time and then it gets like a bit frantic in like qualifying or like fp3 and qualifying and qualifying was so exciting mm, i mean we yeah, saw in a long time we saw the f1 lap record getting smashed three times in in a row like or was it four times in a row by the end of it
2: uh no three times three times yeah 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 i love i loved that. um what what made me laugh is watching that clip back like crofty was doing the thing where like you raise your voice higher <laughs> yeah and he was like hamilton has got pole battle has got pole <laughs> and then he-, he didn't have enough left <laughs> for it was so funny and that just shows like how like amazing it was like so unexpected just to be like oh like bam 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 like mm-hmm. that record and yeah raikkonen shock
0: yeah, I couldn't believe it when Raikkonen got pole. I was like full on like tingles because it's it's been so long yeah. since Kimmy's had such a break moment like that where you know you kind of just fist pump. I guess Monaco was is it last was it last year or this year they got it wasn't this year he got pole. No, this it? It was year last year last year he got time. pole. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was just so cool. And obviously the race itself was just bang. It was probably the best race weekend for. God knows how long. Yeah. Like you know, the race has been great with Baku, for example. But it's never been a full weekend where I I was genuinely tense throughout the entire weekend watching it. And I think it is one of those races that um
2: it wasn't all about overtaking. And mm-hmm. we we go on about every race, and they're always trying to change things. Like oh, let's change the wings to make it more overtaking. Didn't matter that there wasn't overtaking. It was the fact that they could be they were close. And actually, good racing is just. As long as they're close, it's enjoyable because mm. yeah. if it was too easy for Hamilton, he might have got passed straight away. But the fact that it took almost the whole race for him to get by, that's what made it exciting because yeah. it made it super tense.
1: It was the anticipation, yeah. like the, the, the idea that he could pass. And every time he did, you thought Raikkonen was going to get him again and mm, uh, yeah. well, up until that final pass, I think when Raikkonen's tyres were just completely yeah. shot but it was just it was a weekend that reminded me of exactly why I love F1 yeah it was just everything about it it had drama it had like strategy it had overtakes it had wheel to wheel racing
2: the crowd as well like when Raikkonen got Hamilton back, yeah the yeah, crowd cheering was just it? actual goosebumps i think if we'd there. added
0: a little bit of rain into the equation i think it would have been one of the <laughs> best races for god knows how many generations mm-hmm. but yeah it was awesome there's a few people came in similar to you jess uh, at james abbott 26 that is f1 exclamation mm-hmm. mark uh, o dot eyes off an amazing race xjx rdxn action Field heartbreak uh v panda 56 what a race and finally julio dot francini tense strategic battle yeah it was it had it and all. everything it was awesome. and that it just shows that even with these people saying it was a great race there was so many different things that even these people had come through. you know with strategy heartbreak there was all sorts of stuff and there yeah. was
1: there was also for the drivers there wasn't a moment where they could relax no like Raikkonen had hamilton on his tail yeah. for the entire race you know hamilton had to make that move it was it, it was just amazing and i think that for me is why you know we've talked about the reasons why monaco maybe for the spectators isn't as as good as it Mm. is for the people taking part but monza showed that it can be but on both sides you know the the guys that were racing must have had stress levels up to here for the entire grand prix and also for the fans it was amazing to watch that for me is why i'm always like yeah okay i understand monaco is the jewel in the crown of f1 but monza this year and granted you know Monza doesn't always deliver. No. It's, We've had yeah, boring it's races there. Well, yeah. But yeah, that race was just the epitome of, <laughs> of F1. And that is what we need to see. And it was good that it was no bells and whistles racing. Isn't it wasn't, it? Yeah. apart from DRS, obviously, in certain yeah. points, there was nothing the about also, it that
2: was... Yeah, as well. And also, it could so easily have bit like, Hamilton could have so easily gone, like, well, Vettel's down the order. I'll just settle for second, save my engine and all that, which is exactly what we all hate in racing now Uh so to have it where it's close enough that there's actually a legitimate reason and it's worth going for like to to push and try and get a race victory that's why it was so good
0: yeah and you know thinking about that mindset he didn't have that mindset from lap one obviously because you could see that into the second chicane he that move was absolutely stunning i know a lot of people are you hamilton fanboy i'm not um but uh it just unbelievable he had heavy fuel he not any no f1 driver has analyzed the conditions well enough you know not just within the car but track conditions etc to know the grip that well was just beautifully judged Mm -hmm. and I, i can't i still can't believe vettel himself actually thinks that 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 he was that hamilton was to blame purely because hamilton judged it perfectly stayed on the track and it was Vettel's job to not hit into the side of Hamilton. He probably didn't expect him to go all the way around the outside, but he did. Mm. And that's Vettel's job to then appropriately sort of take action. It is
1: his job. It's funny again. It's like, like he said in, in Germany, it wasn't like a massive mistake that he made, but it cost him dearly. Yeah. Like he, his move, that move wasn't like a huge mistake on, on his point. I mean, he was desperately trying to take Raikkonen. And because of that, kind of got a bit distracted. I think you know it was it was Coulthard saying that you know he was going for the apex and the move and defending against Hamilton, which yeah. all into one corner doesn't go. No. Yeah. And he un- you can see he understeers, and you know, well, I think about being passengers in understeer situations. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but oh, I, no. think, I think it was just <laughs> you know Hamilton put the car in the absolute right place. And unfortunately, Vettel didn't yeah. didn't get get out of away from the corner. So c- have
0: I out really personally, I think Vettel should. Have I don't think out. there was much. I there think, wasn't
1: anywhere for him to I think go. It was caught by
0: surprise. I think yeah. Jamie braked, and then Hamilton has braked so much later, gone yeah. all the way around the outside. He couldn't stop the yeah. car. And I think the complaints of Hamilton
2: uh, going round the outside of him. Uh, like he had nowhere else to go, and I think if if he'd have gone off on the runoff area, everyone would have just been like, "Oh, you cut the corner." Mm-hmm. It, so like,
1: I think yeah. technically Vettel did have room. It's just that because he understood, he didn't, mm. he couldn't turn the car far enough to the left.
2: It's not really a corner where you can go too wide anyway. Because if no. you watch um, uh, Kimmy, when Kimmy actually got Hamilton later on in the race at that very corner, Hamilton thinks better of it and slows down Kimi goes around the outside and Hamilton doesn't even attempt to go into the next corner with him he just holds back takes the line and goes for the switchback and gets yeah. back into a good position I hmm. guess
1: you know when when you're not on lap one though you have more time Absolutely. to think about yeah. those moves whereas in, when you're in like lap w- lap one bunched together a million cars well not yeah. quite a million cars but <laughs> <laughs> could you not imagine yet. a million cars
2: <laughs> filling the whole Monza like a whole of Monza
1: like- like when those F1, when the F1 yeah. game glitches and you've got like yeah. a, a million cars on track. Um, yeah, you just don't have, you don't have, you can't react to every single maneuver. And unfortunately, Vettel lost out. But I mean, for me, I think Ferrari lost that weekend on Saturday, mm. to be honest, in quali.
2: That's my three-word race review. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. I'm so bad. So ba- well, Tommy Let's, let's yeah. lead on to it then. What's your well, three-word race review, Tommy? My, my three-word race review is Ferrari. Uh, sorry, Mercedes Ferraried Ferrari. Oh. And that is because uh, Ferrari have always been the sort of ruthless team that will happily sacrifice a second driver mm. for their number one driver, like Eddie Irvine, Barry Kelly, Massa, mm. All these drivers that they literally will just screw their race over and they don't care. Um, and actually, this weekend, Raikkonen had the best uh, strategy in qualifying, so he didn't get the slipstream and got pole. Uh, Raikkonen started and was quite robust with his defence of Vettel. Let's be honest, at yeah, turn one, there was turn no two, turn one, yeah, like yeah. he he locked up to make sure Vettel didn't get past him. Uh, whereas Mercedes. They were the ones that were like, let's get our number two driver, which he is mm-hmm, now, yeah. and use him as you do in a team sport and play Ferrari at their own game. And you can't fault them for it because this is what Ferrari should be doing. That, mm. that should be their advantage. Mm. Really. And still
1: got both drivers on the podium too.
2: Well, f- well, for me, the thing that I don't understand the whole hoo-ha about, because obviously a lot of people are laying into Mercedes about doing it and saying it's unsporting and stuff, I'd understand the, that it was unsporting if they'd kept Bottas out and he'd finished like eighth. Mm-hmm. But they were in a position where they were going to finish second and third. And by using Bottas there, they finished first and third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't actually sacrifice Bottas's race at all. They just used him to screw Rykkon's race, which is legitimately fair because yeah. it yeah. wasn't like it was blue flags. He could do that. Yeah. And Hamilton wins the race potas was easily going to get third anyway or even if he got fourth they'd still get more points That's so thing, he's not yeah. they're, they're literally using their two cars to do the best for they're the playing constructors the game. Championship. Yeah. A game. exactly yeah. like
1: it's not like you know we do complain about i think there's a there's a difference and there's a there is there have been scenarios of complete and like behavior um which we might get onto mm-hmm. a little bit later but it That for me is not unsportsmanlike. It's just part of the strategy. It's part of the game. You know, even like the little mind games. I mean, you you have to remember that Mercedes are not on... They're very much the away team. Like, I don't think there's another track where you can feel so much like (laughs) the away team Mm, against Ferrari. Like, the Tifosi are incredible, but also that must be so psychologically you know jarring for for people and especially yeah. because mercedes have won there every year since <laughs> yeah exactly what 2014 now so you know it's a it's a big that's why they did the procession at the end like they they told them right formation yeah, Ferrari, all Ferrari,
0: all yeah, the way around yeah because yeah, you know
1: you've got to play you've got to play big dog when you are you know not not the fav- the home favorites mm-hmm. and you know for me i am still i think matty you were the same like i I actually was rooting for a Ferrari win this this weekend. I so think was, so I mean, was I. I think,
2: I think everyone, everyone was. was yeah. I think everyone was. Right. Yeah. Think everyone Every was. neutral anyway was, yeah. It was.
1: It was. You know, it would have been the you know fairy tale story of the of the season. I think, um, especially as it's been so long since they've won there. And you know, speaking to the guys at Ferrari, it meant everything to them mm. to win. Yeah, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, um, <laughs> or whenever this is going out. Yeah, two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Um, and so I think you know it was. This is the first time in a very long time they looked like they were gonna win. Like they, they, it was theirs to lose, mm. and unfortunately they, they did. They never a lockout
2: like yeah. it, was, it was. They never turned game game up ever. to Monza with the best car. No. and they had the best car. They have that advantage, whatever it is. The yeah. tricks that Hamilton calls it. But they they allow- have the fastest car now. They are still not uh, winning.
0: They allowed their slower driver to be on pole position. That was down to them. Like again, it comes back to these ruthless tactics. But for some reason, Ferrari didn't want to implement that, yeah. and they're shooting themselves in the foot mm. doing that. And quickly touching on the whole Bottas blocking thing, I don't think it's a it's a problem. It's not you know mercedes doing or anything like that is the performance gap like mm-hmm. if, they, if there were any other teams that were anywhere near them they wouldn't be able to have done that because bottas would have finished eighth ninth and they wouldn't have been able to do that yep. purely because of backlash and everything because that is a full-on sacrificial lamb but as you say bottas finished exactly where he could have finished anyway yeah um so yeah for me it's this is the performance gap it's the fact that no teams are anywhere near them mm-hmm. on pace um but yeah i think ferrari really are just that it's weird, they they don't seem to want to put all their eggs in one basket even though they've done so. Even in the though past. they have been screwing Kimmy over a lot during the season yeah. with questionable strategies. But in this in this
2: race, they needed to say, Look, Kimmy, you can't win the title now. Vettel is behind. We've got an easy one two in mm. the bag.
0: Mm-hmm. Kimmy don't fight him into turn one. And if and if Vettel takes the lead into uh, turn one that's, he's gone it's the race one yeah. he is yeah, so much, He, he would have been quicker than Kimi let, yeah. let's be easily real. like yeah. you, you can't imagine a scenario where Hamilton is behind Vettel for 40 laps or whatever it is like he, he Hamilton was so much quicker than Raikkonen but because he was in the dirty air and was still staying within yeah. a second throughout mm. the whole lap I know obviously the slipstream was really strong and uh, I, think the the tires away, as well. I think the
1: furthest away he got was five seconds but that's when he yeah. was biding his time yeah, yeah and yeah. wait like waiting to pounce so yeah, it was it was it was re- yeah, it was just completely crazy to see. But I mean, for me, on a selfish on a selfish level, it, the battle between those two was just joyous. Like mm. I loved every second of it. And for me, it was like Kimmy's back, hello. Even though he was slower, it was it was seeing him go wheel to wheel and like take Hamilton back after that mm. first pass. Like. Those were golden moments, and yeah. it, it kind of threw it back to me about what a racer Kimi is slash was. Mm. Yeah, it was it was kind of like a throwback, almost like his swan song in yeah. a really sad way.
0: It was. We kind of expected if he won to have this retirement announcement, and everything. Like, yeah, that would have been the perfect Al- sort of. thing.
2: Although I still think that Kimi could have got past Bottas. There was there was one chance,
0: and I you think swap run out of. Uh, last corner today or something. yeah
2: there was one moment kind of not too long after they caught him up yeah where he'd not been in the dirty air he got a perfect run on him and yes it's a risky lunge but he has to. it's that and you win your first race in a hundred over a hundred yeah. races and however many podiums he's got yes it was a great drive but for me that didn't look like the drive of a person that is so desperate to win a race. Like, he had
0: that chance, and for me, he should have taken that. Yeah, I see what you're saying with that, but then I'd kind of argue that the move coming back at Hamilton after he'd overtaken him into the first Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was an unbelievable move. But I think that also proves how difficult Vettel was, uh, how difficult Vettel found the first lap defence, because Mm -hmm. Hamilton was quicker, was in a quicker car, potentially better shaped tyres and yet Raikkonen was still able to break later on the racing line because that was essentially the racing yeah. line. So, again, that's where Hamilton was on lap one. Yeah. So, again, that probably comes down to the understeer because Vettel was offline and probably had a bit of dirt on his tyres or something. So, um, yeah, a bit of a comparison there.
1: One of the things that, that kept being brought up as well was um, the tyre selection that Ferrari brought to Monza was incorrect. Like, they only brought three sets of softs I don't know between them. I it they only brought three three sets of sauce between the two drivers, yeah. which they then didn't practice on because they only had three sets, so they had no data on it. They didn't know what the degradation was. Obviously, calculations would tell them, okay, this is probably the degradation, but it was something that kept being brought up, like why why did Ferrari only bring mm. three sets of these tires? And uh, again, like ultimately, like that could have been one of the another reason why. Yeah. it just seems to be
2: we'll they throw it away. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's these these things like as well Raikkonen being caught behind Bottas. Yeah. He had to make that move because as soon as he messed that move, I was like, Hamilton has won this race yeah. now. Mm. As yeah, soon 100%. as he failed that move, it was like, Well he's stuck. He he either has to back off now and save his tires or he has to make the move and he didn't. And unfortunately I he almost um his tyres were almost to the point of explosion, like yeah. at the end, like he could have so easily it was, I just... I mean, Bet- Vettel's yeah, were... Yeah, Vettel had to go again as well, so maybe it was to do with the yeah. tyre choice.
1: It's an in- anyway, it's interesting, I guess we won't really know, but it's it's mm. just another interesting little nugget of the saga that mm. just... it was that, That's why I'm so excited about it, because there yeah. were so many things that happened, so yeah. many things that you can talk about and it it was just like the perfect not the perfect story because the perfect story would have been a Ferrari win but it was just it just had it all even
2: even this like there was an amazing midfield battle and just writing the podcast sheet I was like right we get these topics and then questions from people and no one's really talking about it because was so much going on yeah like (laughs) the rare time where there's actually a battle for the lead and drama and a Collision between the two title rivals and this and that. It was just mad. Because I
1: think that's what we were, we've we been saying about previous races is that the midfield battles all, have always been, you know, the, the ones that we talk about. And then at the front, it's like, oh, okay, well, they're away now. Like, see you later. Yeah. Whereas, as you were saying, like, this was complete opposite. It, it was yeah. just battles, 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 battles. And the the toe that you can get around Monza, it yeah, just ridiculous. seemed... Even yeah. in quali, like, it played, a, it played a part in quali. It played a huge part yeah. in the race. And it was... It was really interesting to see because, you know, once once there'd been an overtake made, that wasn't you, that, just because you made it stick, that that's doesn't mean thing. it's going to stick.
0: That's the thing, Mons is more about racecraft than it is actually <laughs> yeah. the overtakes. And I'm hoping that's even better next year with the new front wings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. You
0: know, yeah. Yeah. It I should I be feel good. like, we need to like sort of raining in our expectations yeah, because know. You never that let them... every week please I've booked <laughs> my tickets already <laughs> <laughs> no I haven't really. uh, I was like what <laughs> um, I was speaking to Dan actually who does our website and he was saying he doesn't think the 2019 like aero rules will do anything purely because really? he feels that there will be other tricks and aero parts that oh we'll yeah find red on bull would still turn up with a spaceship and <laughs> <Yeah. then> everyone <laughs> yeah. would be like that's the
1: thing i think that race showed that it doesn't mm. need to have mm. bells and whistles and tricks yeah. and all kinds of things like it it, it should just be wheel to wheel racing it yeah. just needs
0: about need five to be close. corners you need to, just close. Needs
1: to be close you need to be yeah. able to follow in dirty air and yeah. and and have just
2: and close between competitors yeah and, and s- yeah.
1: like s- high speed sweeping corners are Well, look
2: a like Baku when we were at Baku we were always talking about how you could be nowhere near the car on the main straight but you catch them up through the slipstream
1: but then they could come back at you by the time you got to the bottom of the straight like that's that is so exciting to watch as a fan and I think you know I even had people that don't watch F1 usually message Mm. me saying oh my god is this what F1's like and I was like well
0: (laughs) <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah. Like F one isn't like that all the time. If it was week in week out like that, we'd yeah. get bored. You know, we'd get used to it. We'd would be. I don't like, know. Oh, would you? I think you. It wouldn't be a special. Yes, like that was a special feeling after. Yeah, McRome but P. I
1: I still think like I would I, if I could watch that race over and over mm. with with different scenarios. Like if sure. if it meant like you know one day Mercedes cocks up because yeah. you know and that we have had that this season. Yeah. You know, as much as we're talking about like Vettel making mistakes hamilton's made mistakes too or hasn't turned up vettel, or... well does that lead the... on does that lead on to your three-word no, race review well
0: yeah my race review was actually hamilton owned vettel and we've kind of covered the whole lap one incident <laughs> thing uh hamilton owned vettel yeah i know sorry um so just quickly just go around the table and get a, a, a precise i was going to say another word which i couldn't really pronounce succinct yeah that was the one uh, i was like <laughs> many seasons yeah at sing underscore Uday deep who is at fault for the side pod glitch at that one turn three so the Vettel Hamilton incident for me personally it was 100% Vettel's fault or at least it's a racing incident but if anyone's to be pinned to blame it'll be Vettel
2: racing incident yeah but yeah. I I agree like
0: it's more Vettel
2: but it is a racing incident I can see why he kept his foot in yeah equally but yeah, yeah.
0: racing incident
1: yeah for me For me, if it's a racing incident, I'm no longer assigning blame, I've decided.
0: No longer assigning blame. No, because I think it's just... It just just, happens.
1: It just happens. Shit happens. Shit happens.
0: Yeah, nice. (laughs) And uh, another question, at Robe Demo, does Vettel actually deserve his seat at Ferrari? They have a superior car, and in these last few races, he has missed the opportunities of reducing the point gap between him and Hamilton because of his mistakes. I leave it to your discussion, guys.
1: Incorrect. He won Spa.
0: Yeah, I think...
2: True. The, the reason that I thought that comment was quite interesting is because while that is a massive over-exaggeration yeah. to be like, why would you get rid of Vettel? I've seen a lot of uh, Ferrari fans actually on our Facebook and other things that, while some of them are obviously toxic and saying, screw you, Hamilton, screw you, Vettel, screw you, Hamilton, etc etc, there have been, I've seen more than a few Ferrari fans go, Vettel should be leading this championship. Oh, yeah. And by quite... We've got the best car now. Hamilton's not made loads of mistakes. Vettel has made quite a few recently. You know he was quite unlucky at the start of the season, but now he's like it's it's not just Germany anymore. It's, yes, is this race? It was uh, Paul Ricard. Baku. It was Baku. Yeah, exactly. And he could he could easily be thirty.
0: 40 points clear. I can't remember a a championship fight that, you know, between two big dogs like this where one person's making so many mistakes and so many driver errors. Mm -hmm. You know, it's things that are costing him a heap amount of points. Like, it's... Probably,
2: (laughs) I know this is very harsh, but probably Vettel when he was in Red Bull in 2010 and admittedly that was his first year in a championship fight. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see why he did it. But again that was a championship fight where he the, the red bull was so quick yeah and they were getting pole every race and he was having these like incidents and he had a bit of bad luck as well but yeah is and eventually kind of won it but it is that kind of level well where... may-
1: maybe you could say that this is his first year again in a proper championship a proper ch- fight yeah. and i don't know
2: championship rusty
1: maybe uh, maybe i mean for Mm. me i don't i just i don't think that comment is anywhere near to fair yeah um i agree with you that he like vettel could be way ahead in the championship right now but that's f1 you know like and we talk about to be a world champion you have to have it all and and part of that is not cracking under pressure Mm. i have to say that well sorry i just shouted into the mic sorry sorry um i have to say oh sorry listeners as well i have to say um like even though again i don't agree it was hamilton had a weird weekend in terms of he canceled all of his thursday media appearances he kind of showed up late to things didn't really say a word, like his body language, people kept talking about how his body language was off, but then he stormed to victory. So I think in terms of his psychological preparation for this race, even though he had like outbursts on Instagram about being in the, what was it? the pit, Which pit, we pit predicted. Of snakes. <laughs> yeah, hashtag. Um Didn't he call it the pit of snakes or something? Or like... it,
2: We're in the snake pit now. Yeah, I think we're in said. the snake pit, Jeez.
1: which, you know, pretty harsh, harsh words. Yeah. But also... I don't know how anyone could do... And I know, again, like, this was picked up on a lot on Twitter about the Tafosi booing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not at Hamilton.
2: No, it's
0: Because they, po- they booed Bottas. Yeah.
1: The Tafosi want a Ferrari one they, That's And they, they won't be happy... They booed
2: Vettel when he was a Red Bull beating yeah. Alonso in a yeah. Ferrari. Yeah.
1: yeah. They boo anyone that's yeah. not Ferrari. And, and he's and
2: beating them, so it's even worse. Which yeah. Is why.
1: So, yeah. It, it's not personal. I personally don't like it i that for me is not sportsman like even though they're not sports people i just don't think it's respectful to sports people yeah and people because there's a big argument about it like it's passion it's part of f1 like that's just what happens but it's it's just not respectful these guys are fundamentally still risking their lives and putting balls to the mm. wall every time they get in an f1 car to then boo them after A race that they won deservedly is just not what i like to see it makes me it's it's the reasons i don't i don't go watch live football anymore i don't like that atmosphere it if i feel threatened by it i feel unwelcome and f1 to me is not that Mm. it shouldn't be that it should be a really welcoming community and atmosphere you know it is kind of semi-tribal about teams and drivers. And I feel like it's becoming a little bit more toxic as we have things like Twitter and things to to kind of argue yeah. amongst each other. And, you know, being a Hamilton fan, you get a ton of shit um, and like hate and whatever. Um, but, you know, it's just, it shouldn't be that way. It should be like a really welcoming place to be. and. You know, most, fortunately, most races you go to, you get mm. that feeling, but in Monza, you won't. So it's it's absolutely fantastic to be there. I can't, honestly, the atmosphere when you get on to the pit straight, when they're doing the yeah. um, uh, ceremony, trophy ceremony, is like nothing you'll ever experience in your life. It's ma- mental madness, amazing. But the booing is just Mm. horrible it's horrible and it's so disrespectful um that i just that's that's that, yeah that's my standpoint yeah. on it i just don't what know. do you think that's
0: interesting because um because I used to have I mean I haven't actually been there and experienced it myself yeah I used to be that's the same standpoint as you you know it's it's disrespectful they risk their lives you know they're going at 200 mile an hour for your enjoyment mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to then disrespect them by by booing but then I've also had after saying this previously people have come back and gone yeah but this is the theater of Formula One this is the yeah. entertainment spectacle and for me I kind of understand that now and I'm kind of leaning more towards that like it's it's just booing from what i can see anyway i don't know if they go any further than that but but... is
1: f1 pantomime
0: no but like because that that for me is
1: what it is like you get booing in a pantomime you don't get booing at like you know if you don't if if some you you do get booing in like football or rugby or whatever if like the ref makes a bad call or whatever but in rugby especially respect is like at Mm. the very fundamental core of the sport you call the referee sir for mm. one you are silent when the kick or you're meant to be silent when the kicker
0: yeah like
1: yeah. goes to goes to take a conversion or whatever and that for me is just a nod you don't have to cheer mm. you don't have to be happy with it but I'm that level of booing for any individual in any yeah. sport when like all they're trying to do is their job, or they are putting on a show for you. Granted, you can have your own opinion, yes, but there's respect, and that for me is just just not respectful at all.
0: Yeah, and and I completely understand your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I think for for someone watching, it's it is adding to that spectacle and and kind of you know these drivers, if if booing is what gets to them and they can't take it anymore, then they shouldn't be in the spotlight yeah, in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is genu- genuinely quite interesting to watch the booing yeah i I, as i say i used to be on that standpoint Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's that's monza kind of yeah i I kind of they wouldn't be that passionate i don't i wouldn't say i like it but i'd say that it it like
2: definitely adds something to that that race that it does have that extreme but 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 saying that i do agree with jess that like i i do hope formula one doesn't become i don't want that to be the case everywhere because Mm. in terms of like being like a neutral fan just enjoying formula one and there's a lot of people like us that just enjoy formula one because yeah. they enjoy formula one and you know you support hamilton but you mm-hmm. wanted raikkonen to win that race yeah. because it's good for formula one yeah. and you're just a formula one fan at the end of the day like a lot of people just want to see a good race and yeah. enjoy it
0: and i feel so. like formula one isn't anywhere near the football levels of you know Riots and stuff like we, we all support yeah. our own people, and people will walk around with their own gear. It's probably because you don't get many people at a football game that go, I just want to watch a game of football, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like football,
2: I'm just gonna pick this random yes. match and yeah, go yeah, to yeah. it. Like, whereas you're normally in your own camp and you, yeah, cheer and but, boom, it's,
0: whatever. I, for me, like, you know, Silverstone's my own experience really of any booing or cheering, or whatever. But like, if you know, when Vettel messed up, uh, I can't remember when it was a year or two ago, whatever it was. Oh, everyone and, cheered and everyone's cheering, yeah. and like. I, you know, I'm not. I, I kind of want to see Hamilton win at the British Grand Prix, and having everyone like cheering when Vettel yeah. messes up. I guess cheering is different to booing in some respects because it's not disrespecting as much, is it? I don't know, but it's cheering on the fact that Hamilton would then be winning and stuff. But for me, I think it adds to the atmosphere. um And, and
1: that's, I mean, like that's I said, like, like Monza yeah. is is an atmosphere I mean, oh, like yeah. no other. Yeah,
2: um it's just more extreme, and it is part of it. Maybe that's why it, it gets th- under so much. Yeah. Uh, this is such a talking point because it is so loud. Like we went to Silverstone this year and people, I had people booing Vettel, but, and so it does happen there too. Like, but because it's at Monza, you go there and you support Ferrari yeah. and that's it like yeah. it seems to be that kind of trap right
0: i think i feel like we've 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 dwelled on <laughs> uh let's let's move on back to the race quickly about the verstappen versus bottas mm. um, at near ryan 10 is the fia killing racing by penalizing drivers for instance like the verstappen versus bottas one uh, kind of quoting almost what max verstappen said himself uh i don't think it's a slam dunk um no they're not killing racing they're literally implementing a penalty that is deserved you know bottas had no other space to go but then you showed me a very very much a, an interesting incident 2008 wasn't it yeah it was weber, hamilton. It's weber, weber hamilton. and hamilton it's the same
2: it's the same thing like drivers do it like for me um as a fan of max it was kind of a little bit hilarious and enjoyable to see that the old max is still in there a little bit because he's petulant. had a bit of a boring kind of few races where he's just and i want own, to see he? a bit yeah. of excitement
0: and stuff yeah. so yeah what do, you, what do you take on what's your take on his his personality <laughs> and the way in which he was like i don't care I'm, i think I that was really that bad or... i think that was um yeah uh,
2: as a fan of him it was it was disappointing i su- I support uh, uh like i like max because of that side to him where he is ruthless like i want to i want to see the person that goes for the mm-hmm. last minute lunge mm-hmm. on people and that's why he's great But that is disrespecting the team team that work really hard to to do it. Because I think I think when it went too far was when he said, "I don't care about if it all takes me." Yeah, like you're just losing championship points, Mm -hmm. and that was too far. But I mean, he's still like young and like hot-headed, and it's happened to like other top drivers. I think Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. sets them apart.
1: Well, look at like Ham- Hamilton used to get absolutely cut up about, you know, he would like openly and in, pr- in the press ring and stuff, blame yep. the engineers and mm-hmm. say that they'd let everybody down. And he's had to learn that that's not how you not, speak. Yeah, that's not how you get about your team. Is yeah. well, so,
2: Alonso nearly forty and he's still doing. Well, it, so. that's because he's, he's Alonso. He's, he's retired. <laughs> he's haggard now. He's...
1: And I mean, look at what he was doing in that. Re- well, in um FP three, was we've it FP three? Ag- yeah. Equality. That was qualified. yeah, it was was qualified. Sorry, I completely forgot about that. But yeah, so uh, I mean, I (laughs) I dread to pass comment because I will get attacked. I don't think the max move was that much of a big deal. I think it was pretty. The FIA and you know, sorry, the stewards and everybody did. It was it was pretty clear for them to see. He did not leave a car's width. Yeah. Right. So. According to laws, that's a five-second penalty. And, it, I mean, it was passed like that. Like yeah. it, They didn't take any time to dwell on it. No. Didn't need to have a meeting after the race. So, in that instance, okay, yeah. But Max could have turned around and gone, right, well, I'm going to see you later. Like, five seconds, you're, you're I'm out of here. I'm going to keep this position. Yeah. Which is what's happened in previous races when they've applied a penalty and it's made no difference whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But as Tommy was saying, no, he decided to be a bit of a child about it and yeah. and throw away 3 championship points in total. I
2: think he's one of those people though that when when he's in the car he's still hot-headed because again like how can you be rational when you're driving at that speed and he he got his car which everyone knew there was absolutely no way a Red Bull could finish on the podium yeah. in
0: Monza podium power yeah. track, on that, a
2: power track yeah. and he was in that podium position there was barely any laps to go, and he was probably thinking, "I'm going to try and do everything I can," and you probably can't see that you've done anything wrong because, from the out, internal yeah. view, it looks obvious. He had left room; like there would have I been I mean, the fact that his... w- it was so marginal that I I don't yeah, believe this was... theory personally. But but some people are like, "Well, there's that little green runoff," and yeah, that's just that's... getting a bit too technical. And that's off the track. Anyway. But yeah. if you're in a cockpit. Maybe he genuinely believed there was a cut. With
1: I think there was there was such and a small margin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think. So I don't think. So maybe Max, he was just. No, he didn't. know that's why I'm saying. Like the incident itself wasn't that big of a deal. No, it was his reaction afterwards that mm. was the big deal. And I, I mean, we've spoken about you know, well, you try driving it at that levels of speed and let your you know rational head mm. overthink. But again, that's what that's what differentiates them. Like the world, the the sorry, I'm bigger, losing words, the, the... <laughs> champions, yeah. and yeah. people that are just going to throw it all away. And that's the
0: thing, if he continues like that, and he wants to drive at Mercedes or Ferrari in the future, he's not going to get it, because, you know, if he continues with the petulant nature like that... Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking like, of, like, tribal fans and
2: stuff, you can, your favourite driver can do something wrong. Like, I've seen so many comments that I was like, where was Max meant to go? It's like, he clearly moved over. Mm-hmm. Like, he, could have gone he made a mistake. I feel like in saying. two days maybe he might be like, Okay, fair enough, like yeah. apologise to the team, move on because he's hot headed. Just like yes. yeah, it was weird. some rational thinking. And it's
1: like you'll you'll see other drivers as well. Um, you know, Vettel is one of them, who will say, I've not seen the replay, so I'll comment after I've have. seen the replay. Yeah.
0: He's probably seen the replay and gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I did nothing wrong.
1: It's it's just hot headedness, you know. I think in time that will fizzle out. Yeah, maybe. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's my the fizzle out. The thing is, is I, I don't think personally he would have finished any higher than fifth anyway. Like after the five, do you seconds, think he, he would have might have got four? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Without was two without... seconds behind by the end, and I know that yeah. he was he wasn't really defending either. Bottas was sat behind him, so maybe he could have used Bottas to slipstream if Bottas had started to push, but. I don't think he would have finished any higher than fifth anyway, so it just makes him look like a bit of an idiot, really, which yeah. is unfortunate because well, I think if he hadn't have done that, he
2: probably would have been a good champion driver of the day, yeah because he so well. overperformed that car it was ridiculous
1: that's that's the difference though but that is the
0: difference, yeah okay, moving on away from the race now uh to Lando Norris signing for mcLaren mm, so this was a yeah. uh, we well, should we
1: should we start first with arrived. Stoffel van Dorn being dropped?
0: Yep, yep that's very true. Yep, um, bye. Moving on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stoffel van dorn Stoffel-, right. Stoffel
1: van Dorn. Stoffel van
0: Dunn. Oh dear.
1: I'm genuinely, Disrespect. I'm genuinely really upset about Stoffel being dropped. I mean, I guess you can look at it two ways. If he has another seat in another team, maybe this is actually the nah, making of him. You don't think so? He's no, he's gone. gone. He's, he's gone. gone. He's, he's dead. Too many
0: people waiting to come in. Yeah. Which is Way crazy. But.
1: We, I think we've spoken about this a lot with the whole, you know, driver market shake-up. He was the F2, well, GP2 superstar.
2: Mm. And I think he won more races than anyone, anyone else. He was absolutely Ridiculous. banging. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he's come into F1 and it's like, see ya, like, mm. good good luck, you know, getting anywhere. And now he's not even in F1. It's just, it's really, I, I hope the same doesn't happen to Lando. That's That's my fear. Like, my fear is that you know, you get these super talented drivers and it's just the state of the F1 driver mm. market is there's so much competition. It's so fierce. don't
0: have time to grow or anything. There's
1: so many people already signed to teams, which means and it's been very difficult to move. Yeah,
2: even when they're good enough, like yeah, Verline is gone and you go, well, let's give an Ocon the chance. He mm. might not have a drive next year now mm. as well. And it's like someone like Ocon, who has un- uh, arguably unlike Van Dorn, has proved himself in outperformed uh, his, outperformed his teammate. teammate uh done really well mm-hmm. and you know at least matched his teammate anyway and he's he's been awesome I think he's, he's been
0: better like he he was Perez was beating him when he first joined the team but that's because of the transitional phase I think phase. he's had and, an awesome
2: year and yeah and which he's been such a shame as that...
0: good as Perez yeah. and considering he is very much in his rookie stage compared to yeah um compared mm-hmm. to Perez it, it and Perez is rated as a very highly yeah. You know, a Rated really drive. good driver. Yeah, yeah so. and Ocon is like four times
2: as tall as him, so has the weight
0: disadvantage yeah. as well, which is being nullified next year. Yeah, so yeah.
2: get Ocon, Ocon in a for the Mercedes. championship
0: if he actually has a, but has yeah. a seat. But yes, yeah, so that means that Lando Norris has has moved in. I, I mean, quick word on Van Dorn from my side. Yeah, it's it's sad to see because he hasn't had much time to to grow to get used to the car. He's he's against Fernando Alonso, who is very much regarded as the best driver in the market by some people. Some people think he's overrated. That's the popo. Um, wow, that's coming straight down our street. And they're uh, coming for you, yeah. Ali <laughs> set that on no, purpose because we're running. It. Short, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, okay. Um, <laughs>
1: but I think, like, I think it was it was Luke Smith actually that pointed out that the McLaren driver churn is insane. Mm. I think they've had yeah. nine drivers in the past. They just
2: keep swapping from being that really consistent team, and this is the first driver lineup where they've not had a champion for a- ages in yeah. the team. They've not got a race winner in the team. They've not even got a podium finisher in the team for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Which that's is so that is good. yeah, that is
0: and odd. that almost just cements them to the, no. fall and the fall midfield of midfield, like they're a midfield team. And that's now. the thing, like you've got like McLaren are very much in their rebuilding phase, which they've been in for quite some time now surely one of the things you'd want as a consistency or some kind of consistency is having an experienced driver or someone that is a proven race winner to be able to develop the car because that's part and parcel of yeah. of, of improving a Formula 1 team. But mm-hmm. that's something they'll have to deal with, unfortunately. Yeah. But maybe Landon Norris is an absolute guru at uh, developing F1 cars. Yeah. Who knows? But obviously, that's we're the, very happy. We're, uh, oh, yeah. Lando. we're.
1: I mean, does yeah, he deserve good. to be an F1? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. um,
2: there needs to be more seats, if anything. Like, yeah. For all the complaints yeah. about money over... Talent. There's yeah. too much talent. Well, lot, and not enough F1. Seat. There's
1: been a another call for three cars per team again. Yes, which be awesome. I think is a it is a good idea, but also like it's just an added cost to F1, mm.
2: which the Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull would happily pay.
1: And they'll just scoop up and all the, the young drivers. drivers just, yeah. yeah. And the other, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I think young driver programs are awesome. I think you know developing young talent from karting all the way up to F1 is a fabulous thing to do, mm. but it it also has to like work once they get to F1 and it's got it, I don't I don't know <clears throat> again I don't have the answers here I'm just oh, uh, surprise, no? surprised surprised oh, I'm not <laughs> i not a know it all I'm... damn um but yeah I think you, it's it's fabulous but I just hope that it's not the death of careers like. Well, like, that... even
2: Mercedes are saying they're going to have to... Like, if Ocon can't get a drive, they're going to have to drop it.
1: Yeah, which is just... It's... it's
2: like, they've got so many people waiting. They've got so much talent. There's... there's, But again, there's not enough seats, so...
1: And again, I, I mean, people will fight fight back at this and just go, well, that's F1, you know? It's about right place, right time, right drive, right yeah. team. Like, you, you have to have it all. I mean, it's... I think yeah. Hamilton had, like, the probably one of the smoothest rides into f1 ever and almost one in his rookie year so really? you know for him the <laughs> mclaren driver program worked perfectly but for other drivers it's
0: like yeah it's so strange how you've got the like of toroso where they're looking for a driver yeah like, oh my god we need someone to but, fill the yeah. seat that's and what then... i mean like
1: being tied to teams you should be able yeah, to break just... like if you should yeah. be able to break your contract with them if they've i mean granted right they've invested in you mm. and you owe them something but surely if you're talented you should be able to then move move away yeah. or at least like come up to with some kind of agreement like like uh, i mean science typical. on loan to reno right mm. why can't you do something like that where you work out a loan agreement? You know what we
0: need what?
2: you said it at the start of the podcast. A million
0: cars on the track. A
1: million cars on the track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lovely, w- good way to, yeah. to to sum that 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 <laughs> conversation <laughs> up. Right, let's quickly move on to the uh, the predictions. So we had predictions last <clears> time. Yeah. We'll run through uh, the ones we had. So Raikkonen gets a Ferrari contract extension. R- nope. R.I.P. Complaints about runoff at Parabolica. Yep. Yep. Definitely. boo Lewis Hamilton on the podium. One hundred percent. Yep. Hamilton posts an Instagram story reacting to being booed. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Force India to score a podium. Nope. nope. Oh. Drivers will miss the turn one chicane at some point. I don't think that happened.
1: I saw. So
0: all, La- Lando on...
1: missed it in <laughs> yeah. practice. Bottas. Bottas missed it.
2: Vettel missed it in practice.
1: magnuson missed it.
2: Magnussen missed it. Bottas got forced to miss it.
0: Eric, yeah. Alonso missed it. To okay, I'm yeah. gonna go. Me, it's not all. No. Okay, so no. <laughs> uh, Roman Grosjean to finish fifth. So close with that, and then he got disqualified. Banter. Uh, Lewis Hamilton will complain about tricks again. No, nope. he didn't. And he Kimi Raikkonen to win the race. I had a feeling. I was like maybe. No.
1: I, bet, I bet you like when he got pole, I was, you were like, Oh, I was sh- like, oh my
0: god. It's was, okay. To be fair, I forgot about my prediction. I was just buzzing that he got pole, and then I was like, Oh wait, I predicted he was going to win. And uh, then, he, <clears> then he bottled it, unfortunately. Sure. Okay, so Jess, what are your three predictions for Singapore? So
1: for Singapore, I think someone will say, There's no other race like it on the calendar.
0: Like that, or any tone? Any tone of okay. voice. Okay, perfect.
1: That, that's just my kind of like generic tone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's, they that's say... the way I usually speak. <laughs>
0: Because yeah, I'm was actually hilarious. a man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so yeah, I think um yeah, someone will say there's no race like it on the calendar. Yeah. I think we'll have a <clears throat> driver's seat swap. <throat> Sorry about the pops, Ali. Um a driver's suite uh driver's driver suite? suite swap. <laughs> <laughs> a driver's seat okay, nice. swap before Singapore. So someone will Love Stroll to Force India. Exactly. Nice. Um and this one this one. I think they will turn the Ferris wheel. Now, not merry-go-round, Calvin Vanderlinder, looking at you. Um, there is a difference between the two. Um, the Ferris wheel at Singapore is going to be turned into a giant Heineken ad.
2: Is it going that, to say fancy wonderful. a Heineken on it? Maybe. Tommy? My predictions are, which I'm definitely not reading off your laptop, Great. are Verstappen will get pole position. Interesting. Good joke. Yeah, Red Bull will be quality around there. Yeah. No, will. Uh, Mercedes will qualify behind both Ferraris and Red Bulls. So like they did Whoa, before, didn't they? Yeah. I think they did last Two year. They, or they they or just they just years, think. their boat of a car just doesn't yeah. do well around Singapore. I think they might be better this year. <clears> we'll see. And um, the race distance will go to time
0: rather than the number of laps. I like the way you announce each one. Yeah. A Bit of suspense to it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. My three: uh, someone will crash at the corner before the Anderson Bridge, so the one where they tend to lock up and smash straight into the bridge. <laughs> um, probably going to be Ericsson, Let's be real. Shah will score points.
1: Oh, sure. Is this because he he admitted that he loves you too? <sighs> yeah.
0: Ali, stop shaking your head. Hardly make <coughs> turn one. Um, yeah, Shah will score points because he loves me. And uh, no, let's not put that bin just because that won't that won't that won't happen. He won't say that he loves me. Because... Anyway, and then finally, Bottas becomes a roadblock once again in the race. Okay. Uh, well that's if Mercedes actually get in front of either Ferraris or Red Bulls which you don't think will happen I was going to say Max Verstappen will crash at some point during the weekend but probably I'd already had two crash well I would have had two crash predictions so fan predictions Grosch on to Tor Rosso Daniel underscore Western one Hamilton and Vettel both out Alberto dot Franz Van Dorn scores points to prove McLaren wrong William ach lean back turn one crash involving Hartley and Alonso Haytham dot Ben and finally <laughs> Alice is not happy about that one at all and finally, teammates take each other out. Don't know which team, but it will happen. Master Chuffy.
1: What a name! Uh, I
0: like that we've, we've
2: overrun by saying that Hartley's going to crash. Ali couldn't hate us anymore right now. It's
0: fine. And uh, as you say, we've overrun. We're done. We're done here. Shall we keep the talking? Title. Just to <laughs> Oh, no, no. We've got a competition winner. <laughs> we have. The competition winner for the hashtag Yas moment is Matthew Fox with the comment, hashtag Yas moment. The Halo have been an absolute queen. Brilliant!
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, Ali.
0: I'm not going to enjoy watching that one back. So, am I? <laughs> that c- is congrats. being gift. That's yeah. It. That's going to be a gift. yeah. Uh, stay tuned for the gift that will go on our probably Twitter and Instagram. And uh, that is it for the Italian Granbury podcast. Thank you very much, Jess and Tommy. Thanks. And myself. You're welcome. For uh, to myself for coming on the podcast. Well done, Goodbye. Matt. Bye. Well done, Italy.
2: Bye. Italy. <laughs>
0: Italy. It- it- what in
2: Italia.